We want to be able to get along, to understand each other, to be able to communicate something to someone and be able to understand exactly what they're saying and where they're coming from. Welcome to Treasure Truth with Pastor and Author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller, and glad you're with us as we continue to look at Ephesians chapter 4 and this topic of communication. As Pastor Ford just pointed out, we want to be able to get along and to understand each other. But if that's going to happen, and it's going to happen well and effectively, it means that the message that we're sending out needs to be received by someone else And hopefully, they're going to complete that communication loop. They're going to tell us what they understand us to be saying and bring that back around. And then we'll get the opportunity to validate that or not, to make sure that we're on the same page. And you have to be able to turn that on its head when someone's speaking to us. I think it's a great practice to be able to say, okay, I hear you saying this so that we do know, so that we do understand what that person is saying and where they may be coming from. You know, in Ephesians chapter 4, there are some great uh, biblical principles relating to communication and the importance of how we communicate as the body of Christ. So if you can, I hope you'll open your Bible and join us there as we continue the message, Communication, the Key to Any and Every Relationship. Here is Pastor Ford. Now we're going to pick it up. We're going to look at uh, the other elements of communication. Uh, So if you have your Bibles, turn to Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read through this passage, beginning at verse 25 to 32. So a lot of our principles will come right from this passage. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Let him who stole steal no longer, but rather let him labor, working with his hands what is good, that he may have something to give to him who has need. Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for the necessary edification, that you may impart grace to the hearer. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God, by whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away with you with all malice, and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. Here's what he's saying. When you communicate, now remember he's talking to the church, but we're taking the timeless principles and we're applying the principles to relationships. Everybody got that? So this is application, uh, not interpretation. Uh, because we want to be practical and give you some things uh, to help you as you're trying to learn how to communicate better. So the first thing that you have to do is make it safe to communicate. You have to have an environment that's conducive for effective communication. So when Paul is telling these believers how to get along with one another, He goes through and and talks about their attitudes and and what they're doing to each other and why it's so difficult for them to get on the same page. And so you have to make it safe uh, to communicate. Uh, You know, what my wife and I do, and I passed it out already uh, when I first started, 
I gave you a sheet that was uh, uh, a spiritual leadership schedule. I passed that out. And I said, it helps you to be proactive rather than reactive. So Monday is our date day, and everybody ought to have a date day if you're married, and you ought to start it while you're single and dating, you know, if you're seriously dating. And of course, there's four kinds of dating. You know what they are already, right? Well, these are my definitions, so, you know, I just, I just said, okay, what kind of dating is there? And I just came up with it, Bernard, you know what I'm saying? I just looked at how people date. And, and the first kind of date is what I call association dating. That's when you're just dating to date somebody, and it could be group dating. You just want to have fun, you know, and so you just, you know, uh, it's just uh, association dating, you know. Then you're getting a little deeper when you start with acquaintance dating. So now this is somebody uh, that you think you might be interested in. Then the third is the steady dating. And that's now you guys are really saying, okay, what we're doing, uh, we're trying to find out if our date rates the mate. And then the fourth kind uh, is, of course, committed dating. You're not dating anybody else by now, you're probably talking about a ring and all those other things. And every one of them have principles that govern and guidelines that guard. So like, like in, in each category of dating, there's certain things that you will do and there's certain things that cannot happen in, in that form of dating, you see? And so as you get deeper into it, then you broaden the parameters of what you are uh, asking and and what you are doing and all those kinds of things. Uh, so here now he tells us, look, you, you have to create an environment uh, that makes it safe. And, and so my wife and I, we have a date day, it's Monday. And generally what we do on Monday, after we have our devotion, we take that sheet and we're proactive rather than reactive. We talk about 17 different things, including our finances, our time together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That gives us an opportunity to be proactive rather than reactive. We create an environment that's conducive for being able to communicate because we're dealing with it before it becomes an issue. And if you deal with it on an ongoing basis, you think about what you do. Come on, say it with me. Sow a thought. Come on, say it with me. Sow a thought, reap a deed. Sow a deed, reap a habit. Sow a habit, reap a lifestyle. Sow a lifestyle, reap an eternity. You have to develop these things so that they become a part of you and how you react one to another. So my wife and I have fixed fights. We do. And of course, I tell everybody, we don't fight. We just have heated fellowship. But what we do, and it's, it's really, I mean, it's powerful for us. And, you know, every time I do a uh, marriage seminar and I share this kind of stuff, I always have somebody who will go to my wife and say, is that, is that really true? Is that really true? You know? And she, she tells them, yes, it's true. Yeah, because we, we understand that, uh, uh, here's what he says. He says, be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. He says, there are things that you ought to be angry about. What's the first one? Lies. 
He says, quit lying to each other. And it's in what's called the middle voice. And it literally means stopping an action already in progress. Stop lying to each other. Why? Because once it's discovered, you have undermined trust because now you're no longer transparent. And trust, truth, and transparency go together in a relationship. Truth is what holds transparency and trust to the relationship. Either one of those can destroy a relationship. And so uh, you're able to deal with it. And uh, Paul wants you to know, listen, uh, that you could be angry about something, but you don't sin. Uh, how do you do that? It's a righteous indignation based on what he does here. Uh, based on what? Somebody has lied. Somebody has stolen. Somebody has let a corrupt communication come out of their mouth because uh, we're going to talk, look at that. We're going to look at that closely because remember we said tone is 50% of your communication. So then he says, what, what word do you use? Let not the sun go upon your orgismos. What is that? It speaks of emotion that has built up and you are so angry that all of a sudden, poof, it's over in a second. You know, look it up in Strong's. That's the word, or Gizmos. Says, says some of our anger, it builds up, it explodes very quickly, it's over. That's it. And he says, that's detrimental to your communication. So then what has to happen? <laughs> he says, listen, you could be angry, but don't sin and don't allow the sun to go pound. So he's talking to somebody who's already blew up. What's his point? That whenever you do something like that and you've made it detrimental to the unity in your relationship, you got to go back and clean that up. Now, I was upset and I was angry uh, because it was a lie or because you stole or because the words that you use were corrupt words that did not build me up. But what I did was wrong as well. I shouldn't have blew up on you. That's it. And so I don't know about you, Pastor Green, but me and my wife, uh, you know, we, we believe that scripture. Don't let the sun go down upon your wrath. So we don't go to bed angry. We just stay up until it's done. So sometimes we've been up for about two, three weeks at a time. Yeah, so. So it's very important that we do that. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor Ford, really doling out some effective tips about communication and why it is the key to any and every relationship. We're going to get back to this message from Ephesians 4 in just a moment. You know, this is the kind of series that you may want to go back and listen to again. You can always do that by coming to our website, treasuredtruthradio.org. You can listen to each and every program online by streaming it through your computer or mobile device or downloading an MP3. You can also request copies of this broadcast on CD. You'll find those links when you come to treasuredtruthradio.org. Again, here is Pastor Ford. Now, here, number one, number one, let's, let's break that down then. Pray before you talk. Pray while you talk. Pray after you talk. Pray. Because prayer brings God into the mix. 
And so we, we're so busy wanting to getting our communication off. Listen to what the Bible says. The Bible says this. The Bible says Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Be anxious, don't worry about anything. But in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. And the peace of God, now remember the anger, the anger, God, pray, why? So that God can control my anger so that we can communicate and speak toward resolution rather than resignation. That's what we need to do. And so he says, what will happen? The peace of God. What, what is that word? That word is arene. This is a beautiful word. He says, this is why you need to pray. Arena. Remember what it means? Ire. That's the word for what? I. And nay. What's that? The word for storm. So he says, here's what God will do when you, when you take, you know what? And, and we do this all the time, you know, and I, like I say, I don't set us up as, you know, perfect couple or anything. You know, we're, we're far from that because, you know, my wife's imperfect. And so that messes up our relationship. And, uh, uh, but we will, we'll say, you know what? We better pray right now and we'll defer. You see, we, we have, we have fixed fights. So, so I can say to her, uh, you know what? I want to talk about it right now because Right now, I'll attack you and not the problem. So when do you think you want to talk about? Well, let me cool down a little bit. And it, most of the time, it's her saying that, for real. You know, most of the time, it's her saying that because, you know, I, I tick her off more than she ticked me off. So, you know, that's just the nature of being a man, you know. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And so uh, uh, we, we shouldn't be afraid to stop the conversation for prayer if things start to get heated or out of control. Things start to get heated or out of control. So a fixed fight, make it safe to communicate. Now, now, when we make it safe to communicate, we always ask you this. Is prayer your first response or your last resort? Is it a nicety or is it a necessity? Do we see how God has given us that which is going to facilitate now, I don't know about you, but I, I tell you, my wife and I, I, I should get on the phone, but she's not feeling real well. Uh, I just, just talked to her. She's not feeling real well at all. But listen, because I normally, I just call her on the phone. I do it at marriage seminars all the time. I say, sugar babe, hey, babe. I said, uh, uh, listen, this is what I was just telling them. Maybe they need to hear from you. And then she tells them, yeah, you know, yeah, I used to come home, sign my check over to my husband. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, did that. Mm-hmm, this, that, and the other. Yeah, yeah, we do that. We do this. Yeah. But anyway. So, so prayer becomes an important aspect. Like, we used to sit down, uh, get ready to go to bed, and so we have devotions together, and we pray every night. So wherever I am in the country, you know, I call home, blah, 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 you know, we pray. So imagine this now, and I used to do this. We, we, we get down on our knees to pray, and we'd be angry at each other, and you know, I usually always start off, Lord, I just thank you for my name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And Lord, I pray that you would get your servant right. Help her to understand. You know, I mean, do stuff like that. And, and she would then reciprocate. Father, your child is stubborn. <laughs> so we're not really talking to God. You know, we're talking to each other because we weren't going to talk to each other. And then God began to convict us. And I think I heard, because sometimes every man in here knows it. The voice of God often sounds like our wives. And, uh, you know, but the Lord was saying, and you're supposed to be a preacher. 
This is the example that you're supposed to be setting. And man, it's like, it's like I, I just start weeping. I said, man, I, you know, and I stopped. I said, forgive me. Forgive me. That was not right. That's, that was not right. And I set the example, and you followed suit. That was not right. And you know what we found? It really is difficult to talk to your heavenly father and be angry in your relationships. It really is. And, and so you, you have to. So here's what he says. He says, therefore putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now remember, he's talking to the church and he's saying, you know, these Christians lie to each other and uh, that's damaging their communication process they're not able to because you know how it is once you tell a lie then you've got to come up with another lie to cover that lie and then another lie and you don't remember the lies that you told uh, and you know so there you go so pray before you talk pray while you talk pray after you talk uh, number two be proactive rather than reactive we already talked about that we already talked about that be proactive rather than reactive what is Paul doing? These are all in what's called the mood of command. What does that mean, Pastor Ford? That means he's not giving them an option as to whether or not they want to do these things. He's telling them that the unity in the relationship of the whole is more important uh, than the part. And so when we understand that what we're trying to do is cement our relationship and establish it, we know these are the things that facilitate that. And, and what is our goal? We want that unity in our relationship, don't we? We want to be able to get along, to understand each other, to be able to communicate something to someone and be able to understand exactly what they're saying and where they're coming from. How else do you build a relationship? Why do you think God encourages us to pray all the time? So we could pray? No, because what is prayer? Prayer, at very first and foremost, if I would say, uh, if I would ask a hundred people, uh, what is the first aspect of prayer? I guarantee you 90 to 95 of them out of 100 would say what? Conversation. 95 out of 100 people would say conversation. And that's not right, is it? No. What did you say, Joel? That's right. Prayer is communion with God. That's first and foremost. It is being in his presence Sensing who he is in his person, trying to understand his purpose, executing his plan and program. What is communication in a relationship? First and foremost, it is communion. Can I say it again? Well, I am, whether you give me permission or not. Look at what happened. Most women, and like I said, there are some men uh, who talk more than women. Very few, but there are some. And uh, what, you, what do you have? Women are generally voice activated. In Genesis chapter 2, what do you have? You have, you have Adam and Eve, it says, and the man and his wife were both naked and not ashamed. Here they have intimacy. What's intimacy? Into me, see, intimacy. So they had intimacy. Now, Genesis 3, 1, what does it say? And the serpent said unto the woman. Remember we just said it last week. And the serpent said unto the woman, here Adam's not communicating with his woman. 
and the serpent fills the vacuum. Why? Because communication is the key to any and every relationship. If there's no communication, there's no relationship. And let me just, let me just uh, throw out a warning to all the single brothers to write it down uh, in your notebook if you ever want to be married. Generally, I'm talking principles here. If a woman is willing to talk about it, you're on good ground. When a woman says she's done talking about it, you might as well pack your bags because it's over. Amen. I haven't seen it. So be proactive rather than reactive. Uh, then number three, be aware of the emotional climate. So all through, you hear, hear what he says, be angry, sin not. Then he says, let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor, and evil speaking be put away with you with all malice. And so here now, he's talking about uh, what we talked about last week in more detail, that the tone of your voice communicates 50% of what you want to say. So then if, 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 if I am, you know what, you know what, I tell you what, I have shut down her receptivity to what I have to say. Then if she's going, hey, you know what, listen, she just shut down 50% of what I'm able to receive. And so that's why you create a climate and all that kind of stuff, because sometimes, uh, you know, once you go there, it's hard to get back. Uh, so be aware of the emotional climate. What are you going to do? Are we going to fight the problem or are we going to fight each other? Number four, number four, set aside appropriate time necessary to successfully communicate. With some real practical help in today's program as we take a look at the topic of communication and how that is truly the key to any and every relationship. Now, we've been looking at this from Ephesians chapter 4, and you may want to go back and listen to some of this again. Maybe you joined us late, or you know you can't uh, be listening to the next broadcast. Well, you know what? You don't have to miss any of Pastor Ford's teaching. You can find it online by coming to our website. It's treasuredtruthradio.org, and there you can stream the program or download an MP3 for free. Again, that's at treasuredtruthradio.org. You know, in thinking about communication... You may have heard it said that God's communication to you is made clear in His Word. And as we take a look at the Bible, we see that it is one story of how God, in His sovereignty, provided a way for us to know Him, to be in right relationship with Him, despite the fact that sin has entered the human race and separated us from God. And as you've been listening to Pastor Ford talk about that message and about that truth, Maybe you've got questions about what it means to come to Jesus, to begin a relationship with Him, to receive Him as Savior and Lord of your life. Man, there's a toll-free number I'd love for you to call. Someone would love to talk with you about how you can know that your sins are forgiven, that your life can be transformed in the here and now, and that you can be spending your eternity in heaven with God. The number is 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Well, and if you do happen to call that number, and begin a relationship with Jesus. Would you let us know that? You can do that at treasuretruthradio.org. Well, thanks for listening today. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.